a church this size, this person's doing great. This guy over here is fighting for his life. You don't judge a church by the trials they're going through. You judge a church by the compromises they make due to those trials. I wonder what's going to happen with all those people that sold out years ago thinking there was an easier way only to find out that that was just religion responding to religion and not relationship. See, the Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You can't let go of holiness and expect to please God. And I'll admit, in my, in, in my theological opinion, I think a lot of it is how it's presented. It's not what's presented. It's how it's done. Pastor, do I have to do this? No, nah, you don't have to do anything. But once you get a prayer life, you're going to understand, I get to do this. Man, I'm on the Lord's side. I'm not on Donald Trump's side. Come on, this ain't no rally for Trump. This is a church service where we worship God in spirit and in truth. Somebody called me long ago. Pastor, they're talking about affecting our gun rights. Start praying. Pastor, some alternative lifestyle guys running for president. Keep praying. It's not for me to know the time to deceive. God's in control. Listen, the devil is not in control. God is in control. Now, I got to get the message across to somebody. You're shaking with fear. You need to click off Fox News and start putting your nose in the book and realize who you are and what this is all about. Somebody praise him. go through seasons. People go through seasons. The fig tree in our story missed its purpose in a season. I have given this over 30 years of thought, what I'm talking to you about right now. This is the best that I've been able to determine. I've got five different seasons of the Spirit. The very first one is consecration. There will be a season that comes to all of us if you truly have the Holy Ghost where it will cause us to consecrate on a deeper level. This is why I'm concerned. We, we have a lot of people that are coming to Cornerstone now. And I, I'm glad you're here. In fact, if, I, if it was possible, I'd reach out and hug all of you. I'm glad you're here. But see, with God allowing you to be here, that places a responsibility on me to make sure that you get the right information. It's critical. 
I can't just be happy, giddy that people are here because God's going to hold me accountable for telling people the truth once he sends them here. You think, well, I, I got up and I, I made the choice to be here. Now there's a, there's a spirit world. That's what I'm trying to say. That if you don't understand that spirit world, you're never going to comprehend the season that This is where part of the tug of war is in modern day Pentecostalism is. You've got people that want to hang on to the American dream. And God's trying to prepare us for eternity. And if something's going to give, I'm not letting go of God. I am not letting go of God. God, you can have all this, but don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Cause something to happen to me. An automobile accident. But don't let me be lost. first season is consecration. When I first got saved, I didn't even have a prayer life. I didn't know how to pray. You want to know how I learned how to pray? God gave me some problems. It's not when everything's good. How's everything going? Great. Can we just be honest for a few minutes? How's everything going? Well, you know, Hallelujah. I'm still here. Devil, I'm still here. Me. Why don't everybody do that? Wake up right now. Do this. Devil, I'm still here. And guess what? I ain't leaving either. You've tried every trick in the book. A church this size needs to get a revelation that seasons are going to come. People are going to go. But guess what? My roots are by a river of water, and I'm going to produce fruit in my season. I'm not getting around the bitter people. I'm not getting around ugly people. I'm not getting around scornful people. I want to be around people that are producers. They're producers. A church that the pastor believes in being a producer. I believe these young men ought to be producers. It's time to mess with the single young man. You know what I'm saying? No, I love these guys. You guys look fabulous. They got good spirits, too. No horrible things come out of their mouth. It does, but fake them. Because what comes out of your mouth is the truest test of your spirituality. That's why when the evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in another tongue, you're letting the spirit world know, no, everything from here down, I got it under control. Because my tongue's just going like crazy right now under the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't know about this speaking in tongues. Trust me, I didn't either when I first came into a church like this. I want to tell you what, I'm on a road map that is not... It cannot be plotted in the flesh. It's in another world. And what I keep trying to do week after week is get people sitting in these pews and get them to leave the navigation of their life that's in the flesh and realize that there's, your name is written. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's just praise him right now for that. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. God's already designed everything. No man can take you out of the Father's hand. God is in control. God is producing something. God's trying to do a work. God's trying to produce fruit. God's trying to change your nature. God's trying to change you. 
first season is one of consecration. Pastor, I'm, I'm going I'm to come to the church early to pray. There, I, I'll, I come in the church, and every once in a while, I'll pull up, and I'll see a car out there that I don't usually see in the morning. And I'll see it two, three mornings in a row. And I'll just already know something's happening. You know what's happening? There's a season. You don't need to apologize for it. You don't need to apologize for this. This is, exa- this is, God's, this is God's season. Just go with it. God wakes you up at 2 o'clock in the morning, get up. Don't get on your cell phone. Honey, what's a word that rhymes with log? What? I can't. No, turn your phone off and go pray. I'm preaching. I'm preaching to a group of people that God loves, but we are constantly caught in either getting with, with the flesh and the structure of the flesh, and God is trying to deliver us from that so we can live in a world of seasons that goes from faith to faith and victory to victory. That's why you cannot afford to get bitter. If you get bitter, this whole process is absolutely nullified because everything has the tinge of ugly. The Bible's ugliness. The Bible says, to the pure, all things are pure. Oh, that was a nice card that so-and-so sent. Every once in a while I get a card. I got a card on my desk in there. Every single time that I see, where's Elise? She's, baby Elise, would you please stand? She is in charge of my fan club. There's one person in it. It's her. And I love her dearly. And uh, she'll, okay, you can be seated. And she'll take a crayon or a marker and she'll put it across the top pastor and she'll give it to me. I'll say, thank you. Thank you very much. But, you know, somebody that's bitter says, well, they must want something. Some snide, sarcastic remark. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I I said, I don't have time for that. Get around somebody that is looking for good. Get around somebody that's looking for for revival. Get around somebody that's saying, God's going to bless somebody today. God's going to heal somebody today. Someone's going to get saved today. Something good's about to happen. Clap your hands and give God the praise. I'm telling you, he's a good God. He's a great God. He's a glorious God. One of the aspects of maturity is that you understand this season business. You can't get bitter, and you cannot be a crisis-oriented Christian. Crisis-oriented Christian is the person that says, I'm just here till it, till it feels bad, and then I'm out of here. And they consequently go from church to church to church looking for the perfect church. Really what they're looking for is the perfect pacifier. Just sit right there. We've got a special program for you. No one's going to hurt you. No one's going to touch you. Here's free stuff, gas cards, bikes, unicycles, skateboards. We got something free too. It's the power of an almighty God. You can't buy your way into this. You You can't manipulate your way into this. You can't intimidate your way into this. Everybody has to bow at the cross of Jesus Christ and let the power of the almighty God deliver you. Clap your hands and give God the praise. 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. understand the season stuff, you, you grow up. Consecration. Realizing that smoking dope's not, not in God's plan. I'm going to quit. Running around on pornographic websites, it's not what God's looking for. I'm, I'm quitting. It's a time of self-evaluation. It's a time of repentance. It's a time of deep introspection where I want to get closer to God and further from the world. It's a season. The longer you live for God, the more, the more finite these adjustments become. And I'm going to tell you what, we're, we're at the end of this thing. God is doing finishing touches on people's lives right now. That's why this is no time to backslide. This is no time to be messing around with the world. This is no time to think that there's an easier way or, or this is just not a big deal. This is a hypocrite hotel. There's no, don't, no, 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 no. Don't let your carnality take the reins of this thing. We're at the end of this thing. And God is doing finishing touches so that we get a full reward. God is not going to get any glory from punishment. God is not going to get any glory from disciplining people. God is not going to get any glory for the destruction of the wicked. Seasons in the natural are to produce fruit. The whole reason we have a summertime is not so we can enjoy the mountains and the lakes and the blue sky, even though I love it all. But it's so fruit can come to fruition, there can be harvest. And there has to be winter to kill all the parasites and all the bugs and all the diseases that normally kill the fruit trees. And there has to be a trimming back in the wintertime and in the late fall of all those dead branches that would hinder. Oh, God, don't take that. Oh, God, I don't want to give that up. God, I, I, do, I don't want to pray through. I know I've, I've got a lousy attitude, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to get rid of this. I don't want to get rid of that. Finally, God pulls the plug and says, I'm looking, I'm looking for something. With some people, it's just one permanent season. And you can finally get to the place where you can be like Paul wrote to Timothy and said, whether you're in season or out of season, do your job. That's full maturity. Whether everybody's smiling or everybody's got gnashing teeth, I'm going to preach. Whether I win approval ratings or not, I've got my fan club back there. That's full maturity. Full maturity says I'm going to do my job, whether it's in season, out of season, I'm staying, I'm living for God, I'm going to be a witness, I'm not wishy-washy, I can, God can't count on me, I'm just like an amoeba, I'm always floating. Instead of having a backbone, it's an invertebrate revival, where there is no backbone, there's no strength, there's no solidity, there's no formation, there's no conviction. Seasons are your best friend if you really want to be saved. You really want to be saved. Seasons are your best friend. And you have nothing to do with them. The minute you got the Holy Ghost, there was a whole other dynamic that went into operation. Let's lift our hands. I'm almost done. Let's give God the praise.
I love you. The good news is more is always in the future. It's never less with God. It's always more, more fruit, more blessing. The cutting doesn't feel very good, but God, God's purpose is always to bring about more. Oh, good. You're producing a little fruit. <laughs> Here comes a couple more seasons. <laughs> what did I do? You get a lot more fruit. I remember I, I told my wife, I told her, I said, honey, I think the first 20 years, it was just one trial after another. It really was. It was one season after another. God, God saw things in Rick Mayo that were incompatible with the maturity that had my name on them. See, there's things in your future that has your name on it, but you're not ready for it. It has to be fitted. Oh, my God, this is in the Holy Ghost right now. While we're bucking and we're chasing, we want the easy way. We want our carnality. I want to watch this, do this. I'm experiencing this, live this, I want this, I want it my way. You're robbing yourself. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm preaching to somebody. You are robbing yourself from what God really has for you. It has to be fitted. It's only fitted through seasons. It's fitted through seasons. The second season is the season of temptation. Man, I don't know why, but all of a sudden, man, I'm devil's parked in my basement. I got a devil at the front door, devil at the back door. Just don't say you're sleeping with the devil. You're going to be really hurting. (laughs) What's going on? Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for he shall receive the crown of life. What happens if I mess up? Repent. You got to understand the devil's the devil is the devil's better than any of these characters in Hollywood. Man, he plays two different roles simultaneously. He gets now he's the tempter. He just fills your mind till he gets you to come his way, and then okay, I got him. <laughs> took me took me a little while, but I got him. And then you feel lower than a snake's belly in a wagon wheel rut in West Texas. That's low. That's low. And you're going to think, and all of a sudden now the devil's moved in. First he's the tempter, now he's the accuser. He goes in. While, while you're going for it, he goes in. Aha. So you're on the platform. Everybody thinks this about you. Everybody's looking at your leaves, but you ain't got no fruit. What you need to do is say, get off me. I'm under the blood. That's what the blood's for. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Rejoice not over me, my enemy, for when I fall, I'm going to come right up. I'm going to come up swinging. I'm going to come up praying. I'm going to come up worshiping. I'm going to, somebody clap your hands and give God the praise. 
I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to stay down. I'm not going to play down. I'm coming up. You stay down, you're going to miss all the other seasons that God's got planned for you. Peter, you got the keys, don't you? Yeah, I got the keys. I got a revelation of who you are. Everybody's seen how important I am. But guess what? You're about to deny me. <laughs> me? <laughs> these these ding-dongs here are going to deny it, not me. No, he threw everybody under the bus. Did it, you ever wonder why Jesus used a backslidden, cussing preacher? To preach the greatest message on the day of Pentecost. Jesus, or Peter preaches an eloquent, anointed message on the day of Pentecost. And says, the Lord of glory, you guys crucified. Oh, Pete, we killed our Savior. Any hope for us? I know just how you guys feel. But if you'll repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, clap your hands and give God the praise. When you're in your seasons, God can use everything. He can use your failures. He can use mistakes. He can use blunders. He can use false direction. Bible says of Abraham, Romans chapter 4, that he staggered not at the promises of God, but thought that he, the promise, was able to perform. Really? I think lying about your wife's identity is staggering. I think going into an Egyptian bondwoman because you didn't want to wait on God is staggering. Abraham messed up in the temptation season. But when that angel appeared, it was another season that moved in. And from that point forward, he said, get rid of Ishmael. And everybody gets circumcised. And he staggered not from that point forward in another season. Under us, clap your hands and give God. You might have failed in one season and be an overcomer in the next. Clap your hands and give God the praise. But the worst thing you can do is fake everybody out with your covering and with your leaves and with your false humility. You can mess up in one season and be the father of the faithful in the next. Let's lift our hands and just love Jesus. That's the God I serve. If we can find humility and draw nigh unto God and because he gives grace to the humble. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. I'm almost done. Third one is the season of struggle. Associated with this is when God doesn't say anything. I don't know what that is, but it's not God. 
Thank you, Brother Chris. Let's give Brother Chris a big hand for just, just, just doing everything. When you're in the season of struggle, Pastor, how do you know all this stuff? Because I'm in this stuff. I'm not way up here. I know I'm on the platform right now, but there's only three feet that separates us. I'm going through the same thing you're going through. I'm not preaching like I'm, I'm untouchable and this doesn't happen to me. I'm going through this. My wife is diagnosed with a giant cell bone tumor that was cancerous. Giant cell bone tumor that they said was cancerous, right? Okay. That was 20 years ago, right? Okay. I finally got a date right. I'm sorry. Sometimes I confabulate, which is a fancy way of just saying I get confused because my lips move faster than my brain. We're having revival. Brother Daniel back there, my wife and I were in our second building. We're having revival. Had probably 40 people in our church at that time, just happy to be living for God. Devil just fight, fight, bam, bam. All of a sudden, my wife comes in on a Friday afternoon crying. She had just been to the doctor holding an x-ray up. Honey, the doctor says that it's cancer. She gave me the x-ray. She, she went to music practice, took the kids, and went to the church for music practice. And I'm sitting here looking at this x-ray. I can't see a thing. I called up a pastor friend of mine. Pastor built an amazing church in Colorado Springs, Brother Tom Johnson. And uh, I called him up. He amazingly picked up on the second or third ring. I said, Brother Johnson, this is Brother Rick Mayo. Hey. I said, listen, my wife just got diagnosed having a, a tumor. He said, they think it's cancer. And I remembered your, um, your testimony that you told about your wife going through all those physical issues and building the church. I'm going to tell you, when you get into this realm, you're not operating on this level anymore. You, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand. You can think, well, this is the only Christianity. This is all I can handle. You, you, you can't deny that. You can't get away from it. You can't act like it's not there. It's happening whether you're a participant of this or not. But you're not gleaning the benefits of cooperating with those seasons. Is this all right, Elder? And so we went to the doctor. The doctor said, yeah, yeah, we, we think that your wife's got this. And they sent us over to Seattle. And the doctor over there, a specialist, said, yep, it, it, it doesn't look good. We need to operate in two weeks. Couldn't do a biopsy because of where it was. So for two weeks, I prayed, I fasted, I felt like a zombie. I just, I just stayed. I didn't even, I, it was like I didn't even feel like combing my hair. It was just like my world's upside down. My wife, my wife, why did this happen? God sent us here. God told me to come here. I've never been here in my life. And God's not saying anything. I'm praying, I'm fasting. God, where are you? I don't know what's going on. And, and, and if you could look in the spirit, the devil's saying, I got him right now. And God's just saying, no, I trust him. I trust him. Can God trust you with pressure? That's how you know you've graduated. Is you can handle pressure and not go do drugs. 
not drink, not do something stupid. Oh, I'm the Holy Ghost today. Pastor's got the microphone. It's Holy Ghost Sunday. Went over to Swedish Hospital in Seattle. They did a battery of tests the night before the operation. And uh, we're in the doctor's office, and he looks at all of this testing data. And he said, Pastor, he said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it really does look like cancer. When he said that, the Holy Ghost broke the silence and said, it's not cancer. Immediately after the Holy Ghost spoke to me, I heard a guy running down that hallway. And he comes in, he says, I got here as quick as I could. Here's the 3D imaging. It's hot off the press. The doctor put it on the screen. He looked at me and said, it doesn't look like cancer. What are you going to do when God's not talking? I'm hanging with him. I'm not leaving you, Jesus. I'm not going to the world. I'm not going to drugs. I'm not looking to switch churches. I'm not looking to walk out on God. I'm here for the duration. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Here she is today, as beautiful as she's ever been. Now, when you're a spiritual leader, the more seasons that you successfully go through, the bigger the church will be that you pastor. Because I go through things before you go through them. There's some people that can only pastor a certain amount of people. They got to have the right personality profile. You got to have the right background. You got to have the same IQ. And so they almost... They almost look for those kind of people. I want everybody. I'm not saying we'll jihad together, but I'm saying that if you'll just let me be your pastor and understand I'm filling an office, not winner of a personality contest, that I'm filling an office and he wants to do something for God. He wants to see me do something for God. He wants more of God. He wants to see this whole church turn this world upside down. Clap your hands and give God the praise. I've been saying that for 25 years, Brother Seymour. I'm doing my best. You're going to have the consecration season. You're going to have the temptation season. There's people all over this building. You're, you're in one of these things today. Then you have people that are just under pressure. I can't feel anything. I can't feel God. I can't feel anything. You're being tempted to go back and do stuff you can feel. Everybody knows if you drink a six-pack of beer, you're going to feel something. Everybody knows if you go get some fresh green bud. You're going to feel something. Everybody knows if you go to an opioid clinic and act like a ding-dong, you're going to get something. If you're on opioids today, I don't mean to, and you really need them, come on up here after church and we'll anoint you with oil and let God heal you. Well, I don't want to get rid of it. There was a woman in a wheelchair one time where the preacher said, come on up here. God's going to heal you today. She said, no, I'm getting special Social Security in this wheelchair. You just got what I'm talking about, changing this world for that world. And then after the pressure, there's the celebration and the growth. Let's clap our hands and give God the praise. After the pressure, after the season of pressure, 
Then there's the growth. There's the celebration. There's I can feel God. I feel like praying again. I feel like rejoicing again. I'm glad I didn't backslide. I'm glad I didn't sin. I'm glad I didn't walk out. I'm glad I didn't trade places. I'm glad I didn't forfeit my place. I'm glad I didn't walk out on my commitment. I'm glad I didn't two time on God. I'm glad I got rid of my secret sin. I'm glad I got rid of the hidden things of dishonesty. I'm glad I let God deal with me. When I see people that never enter that season of celebration. And I'm not saying everybody shouldn't run. I don't run like I used to. When I first came into church like this, I looked at my brother. There were people just running the aisles all over the place. I said, you ain't never going to see me running like these dinglings around here, just running like crazy. I said, I ain't running. Uh-uh. I used to run with the devil, but I ain't running with the saints. I ain't going to do it. Honey, when I got baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I felt how good this was. I said, get out of the way. I was leading the pack. Woo! Every service. They, they didn't even have musicians on the platform. And I was already running. Why? Wonderful. Because God was everything to me. This is the greatest, most glorious, most wonderful, most exciting, most intoxicating. When you play by the rules, yes, there'll be some dark days. There'll be some silent days. But when it's time to rejoice, give God the praise and give God the glory. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 has been interpreted by many biblical expositors has been different meanings and different things. I heard one man say that when you look at Psalm 23, you are looking at the yearly seasonal calendar of a sheep. Psalm 23. Are you with me, Brother Clark? God bless Brother Clark. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Somewhere in all of the morass of confusion, you have to come back to Magnetic North. The Lord is my shepherd. Whether I lose all this world, I shall not want. Come on, lift your hands and give God the praise. If God can't touch your stuff, then you're going to have Job stand right next to you in eternity and say, I lost everything and I still kept my integrity. But see, Americans are different. We're spoiled. We say we were against Obama, but we want Obamacare. Free offerings, free money. Oh, look, I got a check from somebody. Who was it? Who cares? I got a check. Somebody paid for it. Free phones, free internet, free lattes. Honey, if you get one of our lattes, you're going to come back in here and do another lap. It's afterburner time. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Once God is in control, now he can posture you and position you. I ain't laying down. I ain't taking that. Somebody slaps you. You're like, I'm going to render evil for evil. Boom. You just lost your blessing. Because the Bible said you're supposed to turn the cheek. Somebody asked for your coat. I ain't giving you nothing. You just lost your blessing. 
You know what every one of those examples are to prove to us? Don't let anybody control your spirit. You hit me? Oh, here, here's the other side. Still love you. You want my coat? Here, you can have my shoes. You want five bucks? I'll give you 50. Just to prove you I got a good spirit. You're not going to control me. Your demands and out-of-control behavior is not going to control me. Now that Jesus is where he is, Brother Wokey, now he can make you lie down, not in a briar patch, not in the hot, bakey desert. Well, I don't want to be Pentecostal because they're going to make me do a bunch of stuff. You don't have to do anything. But I promise you, if you'll let God be God, you'll do something. Isn't that right, Elder Clark? Sister Clark, how are you feeling today? I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here today. Okay, verse number three. Once God postures you, now he can renew you. You lust and don't have. You war and fight and don't have. Why? You're not asking right. You're asking according to your seasons in your life, but it's not the seasons of the Spirit. Is this all right, Brother Abby? I just thought I'd ask. Is it cold over here? I'm seeing a lot of winter. Are you cold? Okay, I'll hurry up. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. Once God is God, once God can posture you, now he can lead you again. Well, I'm ready to go, Pastor. Just let me go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do something. You're operating in, in your season. Let it be God. Let it be God. Verses 1 through 3 is the consecration and direction. Verse number 4, put that up there, please. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy, thy staff, rod, thy rod and thy staff cover. That is the temptation and struggle. The temptation is to just, just I'm out of here. I never knew it was going to be. This is why a lot of people backslide. It's not that they didn't get the Holy Ghost. It's not that they didn't get a revelation of truth. They couldn't handle the seasons. And when you come back and pray through, you're going to go right back into your season. Might not be tomorrow. Might not be six months from now. But God's not going to let anybody not go to heaven without a passing grade. You've got to get a passing grade. Every man that's going to be crowned has got to strive lawfully. You got to do it God's way. And then the last, verse 5. Thou preparest the table after the struggle, then there's celebration. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. You thought you were loosened in the first. The first seasons, no. Everything in God is to give you more. It's to more fruit, more anointing, more influence, more power, more, more walk with God, more God. Cornerstone is in a season. We were in our last church for two years. We quadrupled in that building. We moved in that building. We had 55 people. When we moved out of that building, we had 260 people. 
We quadrupled in that building. But we were in that building for two years longer. You want to know why? God revealed to me why. It wasn't our season. It wasn't the season. Some people build a building just because they get bored. Let's build a building. You know, a couple guys are having revival and I need to stay ahead of the pack. Let's build a building. I'm, I'm just getting anxious. Let's build something. And it's not in God's season. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I know exactly what I'm doing. Why? Because I'm a spiritual leader. I'm trying to get this thing to the next level. You'll never get to the next level unless you go through your season. God told me those two years were not to add to the church. It was to refine the church because they're going to be the foundation and the pillars for the next congregation. Clap your hands and give God the praise. You want to know what happened? We paid that building off because of the faithfulness of this congregation. If you were in that building over there, would you quickly hold up your hand real quick? If you were in on Broadway. I want you to look how much we have grown since we've been in the, And we've got buku people not here today. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Because of the faithfulness of that congregation, we paid that building off. Sister Sergeant, you know this more than any other human being in this building. That you can grow, you can say you want to grow, you want to build, you want to go to the next level, all you want. But if your bills ain't paid, if you can't handle the bills you got now, God's not going to give you that big car you think you need so you can be a flash show off to all the girls. You're going to keep driving that rapture mobile until you learn to pay your tithes. And you go ahead and leak your oil in your transmission fluid, but don't park in front of the church. Park way out here and back, okay? How do I know that? I was driving a rapture mobile. Didn't even have reverse when I got saved. But, honey, I'm driving a nice truck now because God rewards faithfulness. God rewards people that, that resist temptation. God rewards people that celebrate. God rewards people that triumph in the season, in the night season, in the season of barrenness. Devil, you're not going to win this season. Devil, I'm not going out in this season. Devil, I'm going to worship God in my season. And when my season rolls away, we're going to go to the next level. Stand to your feet and clap your hands. And give God the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody praise him. Don't chafe in the season you're in. Just say, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to be a saint of God. Come on, clap your hands and give God the praise. You'll dance again. You'll shout again. You'll run again. You'll win souls again. You'll high-five Jesus again. Oh, let's praise him. David was giving us the story that if we'll humble ourselves and make him the shepherd, and if I'll let him posture me, and if I'll let him lead me through the time of temptation and struggle, right in the face of the very devil that almost had me this close to backsliding, God's going to prepare me a table in the presence of my enemies. And it's everything's going to be about abundance and overflow and the divine favor of God. You're here today. 
The Holy Ghost talked to me this week. Don't chafe in your season. There's greater benefits and rewards to just being what you're supposed to be in your season so that with the leaf, there's also some fruit. Let's lift our hands and give God the praise. This altar's open. While we're concluding and preaching, there's people all over this auditorium. I would take somebody by the hand and say, you know what? You, only you and I know what you've really been going through, and God gave you direction today. This season has a beginning. It has an ending. God is producing fruit, maturity, strength, and favor. Come on. Take somebody by the hand. Everybody should be in this altar today and find a place to pray. We can, do our, we can hide behind an occupation. We can hide behind a title. You can hide in an education. You can try to hide in a relationship. God knows how to get you. Come on, Cornerstone. I'm asking, Cornerstone, come on. Let's respond and come and pray with somebody today. Maybe you don't need to pray for yourself, but there's somebody up here saying, you know what, I'll pray for you. I'll stand with you. Come on, somebody. God, forgive me for contemplating backsliding. God, forgive me for contemplating trading this in. God, forgive me for contemplating. Jesus, I'm not walking out on you. I'm looking for maturity. I'm looking for strength. I'm looking for fruit. Come on, let's lift our hands and pray. The Holy Ghost is here to give you direction.